Coming up today on Locked On Texas Tech. My name is Tyree Wilson. I'm from Texas Tech, play outside linebacker and defensive end, and I'm in the 2023 NFL Draft. With the seventh pick in the 2023 NFL Draft. Pocket now steps up, now thrown down. That's Tyree Wilson. The Las Vegas Raiders select Tyree Wilson, defensive end, Texas Tech. My time in Texas Tech, you know, I met a lot of great people, created a lot of great relationships with coaches, players. My goal was to lead Texas Tech better than what I found it, and I felt like I did that. The draft process, training process, has been a little different than most. I'm grinding, you know, staying strong and fast. When I was young, I always knew I wanted to be, you know, NFL player, just like a lot of other kids. But you had to separate yourself from the other individuals around you to get to this point. Kind of matured at an early age and, you know, took my training to a different level and took it way more serious. What motivates me is, you know, my family, that's my why. That's, that's why I play the game. You know, they, they made a lot of sacrifices for me to be here, so I'm going to give it all back to them. You are locked on Texas Tech. Your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We're going to start this thing off right. Everything runs through Lubbock. Great to see you again on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network. Always appreciate being your first listen every day on YouTube or anywhere you get podcast with the only Chris Level. I'm Casey Cowan back with you to wrap up the week and man wrapping it up Chris in an enjoyable way because we now have the first round of the NFL draft in our rear view. We know where the dust settled for Tyree Wilson. Uh, We get to be happy for Tyree because still a top 10 pick. I get to be happy because I can also give you some credit as well for something that you kind of called I think about halfway yesterday. You, You mentioned the word slide. Wasn't a big one but was a little against maybe some mock draft projections leading up to the draft as it wasn't two, it wasn't three. Those became really interesting for other reasons, but it was number seven, and he remains a Raider. I believe for the third time, high school and then a red version in Lubbock and now in Las Vegas where he's just looking to win, baby. So congratulations to Tyree Wilson and always enjoyable, Chris, to see uh, Texas Tech flash across the screen. Uh, on a big stage. Yeah, Raider for life, right? <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. I uh he he had been uh he had been mocked uh to LA, I mean, excuse me, to to Las Vegas. Uh, I think he had been I had seen everything from Houston at 2, Seattle at 5, Atlanta at 8, Vegas at 7, uh, Arizona been mixed in there. There was, you know, people do these mock drafts and they're like, "Okay, well, here's a projected trade up and all all these things but it was just pretty clear that I think a real slide would have been if he drops out of the top 10 but that yeah you know and 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 I think his his foot um you know caused some questions for him uh and and I think that's very fair I think people are again when when you're investing a pick in, in this point in the draft you you just have to mitigate risk you can't miss and uh, I, I think I don't think there's anything to worry about. I'm not the doctor. Uh, I just know he's recovered from a similar injury to turn himself into a really good uh, player. I think, uh, as they said on uh, the telecast last night, you know, I think Joey McGuire indicated this, and I completely agree. 
if he's not, you know, injured in those and misses the final three games, he's a first team consensus All American. I don't think there's any doubt about that based on just kind of, you know, and, and they, you know, everybody talks about uh, his stat numbers and like, like, look at the sacks. Only had seven. You know, he misses three games. I think didn't he have a sack taken away in the TCU game by some fake face mask that we've all looked at. Only guy times. that could yeah. stop him all year was wearing a striped shirt. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. So, again, I think the sack numbers, uh, again, as long as you kind of understand uh, the context there. But I think he'll be uh, he'll be really fun in Vegas because Max Crosby and Chandler uh, Chandler Jones, I think, and, and then you add Tyree to it. I mean, that, that's a nice – um, and he's going to be hunting down Patrick Mahomes now. Yes, um, that, that's the that's the fun part. I mean, I think Mahomes uh, knew it immediately. It was like, hey, big fella, take it easy on me. Yeah, um, tweeted and, and, and I, I'm here to tell you, Tyree will not. I mean, that's just not how he rolls, man. He's like, hey, you already got your uh, Super Bowl championships. It's time for me to eat whatever I want. And, and uh, so anyway, but it, it was fun. He. Top 10, what, what a great story, man. Yeah, really awesome, really unique. Uh, I mean, I don't know who else has traveled some kind of similar path uh, to Tyree Wilson. Um, it's amazing to think about the the relationships built under Matt Wells uh, to begin this Red Raider experience with Tyree Wilson and good on Tyree Wilson for finishing it in uh, the biggest way possible, really, becoming a top 10 pick in the NFL draft. And, you know, I got to say, after he spent about a calendar – uh, in West Texas, Chris, you're just thinking, all right, I mean, huge dude, uh, buddy transferred and I shouldn't say transfer. He came as a walk on technically, but, uh, he, he had a previous spot. Now he's here. So you're always wondering like, why is that? What does that mean? And I was, I thinking top 10 pick. No, <laughs> heading into this season or kind of about a year and a half ago. No, I was just hoping you got some nice rotational impact. In the defensive front, uh, boy, was I ever wrong. So kudos to Tyree Wilson himself for making that happen. Obviously, a lot of support from uh, everybody around him at Texas Tech and well beyond family-wise and, and all that uh, includes also. But credit to Tyree Wilson for making that happen. Uh, credit to ESPN as well, if you're watching that broadcast, for fulfilling their contractual obligation with the SEC to pump up the Aggie transfer angle over and over and over, which I thought was just rude particularly to Tyree we should not judge one another by our worst moments I know that the NFL draft wants to put the rap sheet up for everybody like I don't know how many players you saw like throw it on the screen it was like oh he was born in uh Sheboygan shout out to Sheboygan again uh second bullet point uh he left the scene of a car crash that destroyed a family's home whoa <laughs> so anyway proud for Tyree and Did happy you for that family Speaking of, uh, well, I don't think this made the broadcast last night, but did you see or have you heard about the video circulating of Sean Payton, the head coach of the Broncos? <laughs> not, but you have my attention. Might, might want to check that out. Okay. Uh, I, I think, uh, yeah, so up. if you're out there, yeah, Google that bad boy up. I think it's uh, It's, it's not like a there. Laramie Tunstall. Is there a gas mask involved? Oh, it's close. Ooh, okay. Let's just pause the I, show. I, Commercial I, break. I would say, I would say, if this is, if this is Sean Payton, and it sure looks like Sean Payton, um, he's enjoying Colorado. Yeah, uh, I, I, I would say. I mean, so I forgot about anyway, that. Actually, I, I'll. Uh, uh, 
I uh, did you see the speaking of pictures and things out there? Did you see the picture of Tyree with his mom before the draft? Uh, she she stood a little taller than I anticipated when I just thought about his and mom. She is cut up. I mean, like, like yeah, I, I'm like, hey, no wonder you are a grown ass man, Tyree, because your mom looks like she could whoop some ass. I mean, yeah, have you ever met her in person? I have not. No, I, no, I just I, thought, man, she has got to be a tall woman because uh, she was. Yeah to the shoulder and maybe a little beyond on Tyree, who is a, a, oh, a she's tall yoked. Man. Yeah. She's just, <laughs> she's just like, I mean, I've met, uh, I was on a, on a flight with Tyree last summer and he was flying. We, we were, we were ended up, uh, both going to Dallas. Um, he, uh, I think it was his little brother was, was meeting them there. And so I think then that's where I think there was some family there. I didn't, I didn't see her at that point, but, um, he, he he was, you know, it's funny. I was just thinking back like to a year ago, kind of last summer. And I'm just thinking about it at the time, you know, and I asked Joey this question. At what point did you think he's he's going to be a draft pick in the way that he's being talked about now? Like, like, like bonafide first rounder. And I think when he got the job and he watched the, the tail end of, the, you know, the, the season when Sonny Cumbie was the interim coach. But I think when he watched the bowl game, yeah, you know, against the Mississippi State, I think that's when – I think Joey said, he goes, that's when I thought, okay, he's going to be a first-rounder. I mean, I, I think if we can keep him on the right track, he stays healthy and all that. But I don't think even Joey thought top five, top ten. Um, you know, I just – I just that that's just elite – territory i mean it just is and well in the nfl chris is like that's uh one of the last great meritocracies uh in the nation you make it or you don't make it and like you said you can't afford to miss on these types of picks Uh, i mean and many do and you see what happens to them when they do but i the elite company aspect of it yeah is really a true statement and correct me if i'm wrong man that mississippi state game i remember as the point where i'm like Oh, that's what that's what Wilson looks like. Whenever he's like <laughs> dominant, because he was here or there, but that was the kind of the pinnacle of that season for him by far. I mean, he really was dominant in that game. I don't really remember one where he was popping like that uh, in that particular year, but it became a consistent thing, obviously, last season. And yeah, you saw some of the film they were probably trotting out. It didn't always lead to him grabbing the quarterback. But he's blowing up a guard and a tackle on his way to the quarterback being flushed from the pocket, something like that. I mean, his ability uh, to take on those double teams and a, a chip block from a running back or whatever it might be, chip block ain't going to work uh, on a guy like that. By the way, uh, just a, a bone to pick. Maybe he heard us discussing him. I don't know. But uh, for Mel Kuyper to try to take a shot at Tyree Wilson via – poor offensive line play in in the Big 12 conference. I didn't hear that. You you you're reaching, buddy. You <laughs> you you're reaching. You know, it's time to go back and dye the hair up and and kind of, <laughs> you know, rewatch the tape and the film and whatever you do, we only hear from you once a year. And I, I just I thought that that that's lazy analysis in my you know, I I I think Mel Kuyper's made a cottage industry out of draft uh, talk and, and and this whole thing, I, I thought that was a, a low blow, cheap shot, and and I, I think it's it's 
horribly inaccurate. Uh, so, um, you know, he, he's trying to suggest that Tyree's not any good and beat up on very poor offensive tackles. And these are just guys and there's nobody that's, you know, I mean, you, you the Big 12 had six players picked in the first round. Uh, and anyway, I, I just thought it was a, it was a Bush mm. League comment. And I, I just I thought it, it I don't know why he made it, but. Interesting. I, I didn't hear that, but uh, yeah, I'd probably agree with you in that sentiment. <laughs> Mel, go back to the basement with Grandpa Munster and don't come back till we call you 12 put, months. Put him back. in a cage with Bill Tobin. <laughs> hey, pay-per-view. I think you could actually get yeah. a few buys on something like right. that. Coming to the Octagon 2024. Okay, we're going to stick with the draft theme dead ahead we're going to get to what might be the next wave. Is, is it going to be Red Raider names that uh, are called this weekend? Are we already on to UFA, undrafted free agent territory? I want to get Chris's perspective on what else might be included for Texas Tech football this uh, 2023 draft weekend. That's coming up next on Locked on Texas Tech. But first, today's episode brought to you by Built Barn. If you're looking for a delicious snack, but you don't want all the sugar, don't want all the calories, I got what you need, buddy. That's Built Bar or Built Puff. What makes them so good? For starters, covered in 100% real dark chocolate. Tastes so great, you're not going to think they're good for you. Unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, cookies, and cream. Not sure how they do it, but they maintain amazing macros while tasting like a candy bar. What's even better? They're healthy. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't have to wait to get a box. You can always go to Built.com to get your specialty flavors. But also right now, you can walk into your local Walmart or Sam's Club and pick up a four-bar box if you're at Walmart. Or if you hit Sam's Club, 13-bar box with hit flavors, brownie batter puff, or the churro puff. You can thank me later after you try your first Built Bar. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Glad to have you along for the ride on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network. With Chris Level, I'm Casey Cowan talking Tyree Wilson to Las Vegas just a moment ago. Curious about Red Raiders headed elsewhere, though, coming up this weekend as we wrap up the NFL draft. Uh, Chris, I, I know there are some that uh, I specifically may be a little bit more interested in just from a story standpoint or maybe what's been overlooked uh, within the process or not. You know, a guy like Muddy Waters is really interesting to me, but I don't I don't know that he's like the first on the list. I'd say, of course, it doesn't look like he is the first on the list of the next wave, but for different reasons, there are some guys I kind of focus in on. Uh, so who's kind of got your attention uh, beyond Tyree Wilson as far as Red Raiders who could be uh, headed for professional opportunities? 
Yeah, I I, th- I think, uh, and I will maintain that I think if there's another Red Raiders name called, um, I, the the first name that I would expect to hear, and and maybe the only other one, I don't know, we'll see. But uh, it's Roderick. I think uh, I think he really put it, he could be anywhere, like uh, just day three, five, fifth round to seventh round kind of thing. I mean, it just the. Uh, you know the the as we go into the the second round today, there's a few you know, two few you two fewer running backs if I can say that right because uh, Bijan Robinson and the and the kid from Alabama was picked, and I think um, which which I think raised a lot of eyebrows. Honestly, I think that uh, there's a that position has been devalued. I think uh, people are shocked that they were taken this high, like eight and twelve overall, I think by Detroit and by. Um, Atlanta the Falcons, yeah, the Atlanta Falcons, and so we'll see. Because what you saw was you saw a run on receivers uh, at some point, like in the kind of the in the mid twenties, and I think there was four that went off the the board in a row. And so we'll kind of see what happens uh, with the running back position with Sir Roderick. But I, I think he's a guy that that you know could have his name called. You mentioned Muddy Waters. I, I think. I think there's a chance. I just I worry about the speed component. He ran a four nine. I don't know, and, and it's a scheme question with him based on what scheme you're running. What what do you want him to do? And so that that there's kind of a rub there uh, because if you're going to ask him to play certain things, I just don't know if he's fast enough. And if you ask him to play another one, I don't know if he's big enough. You know, so uh, we'll we'll see. But he's a he's just a good football player, I think. And so we'll we'll kind of see what happens. I mean, I think. Weston Wright, you know, you know, could get th- – these are like late, late round or undrafted free agent right. type, type situations. Uh, Dimitri Moore, um, I think uh, Krishan Merriweather, um, you know, I, I – you know, so th- those are kind of uh, – you know, Trey Wolf. Trey Wolf is going to get uh, uh, an opportunity. And, I, I, you know, again, kickers, not like running backs per se, but, you know – Drafted kickers, that's just very rare, you know, that you just don't. Sebastian Janikowski years and years ago, I think the Raiders, speaking of, uh, and Al Davis, the, you know, he he, uh, he ended up sticking around for a long time. But, uh, you know, kickers, punters and all that, they, they just don't – they don't get picked uh, a ton. So – but that's a, that's a big-time, you know, free agent, undrafted free agent type deal. I mean, like, look at it. I mean, the Cowboys, you know, they had – felt like they had an answer at kicker all season until the playoffs. And so they've got a question at that position as well. And so you start looking at people like Trey Wolf and and others, and and those become as valuable in some ways as like your second and third round pick, depending on how, how you view it. But uh, there's kind of a, a group of players right there that could get their name called. And again, some of these guys – Careers get extended now because there's so much more football. And and if it's not the NFL calling, I mean the USFL and the XFL for for they look like they're on fairly solid ground. I guess that could change soon, but uh there, there's a lot more opportunity to kind of continue to play if that's what you want to do. Yeah. Um, and hope to see some of those guys <clears throat> get those kinds of opportunities. And I think some will. Um I'm curious though, as you hit recruiting trails. What's it sound like from Tim DeRuiter now? Because uh, I saw, I think Joey McGuire retweeted a a Texas Tech graphic uh, regarding DeRuiter development. And uh, the guy has been busy as far as first-round selections. 
uh, in some recent seasons. So uh, a new one to add, I guess, to the wall for Coach DeRuiter. It get you know th- this is what you're supposed to do when you when you have something like Tyree Wilson happen, and in, in you're in college, you know athletics or whatever. You have to use it and promote it. You have to use it to your advantage. And what you saw, Joey, and really all of his staff last night. I mean, so much Twitter activity and the retweeting and and just making everybody aware. You know, you can come here, you can play really good defense, and your dreams can come true with a double T on your helmet. I mean, like, it it can happen for you. And it's up to those guys to tell that story. And, you know, it's funny because, you know, the one guy you didn't really hear from is Tim DeRuiter. Uh, Tim doesn't – that's what I I like about Tim. He's very humble. He's not – he is serious about his job. Uh, He's very good at his job. He's the last guy that's going to go shout at the mountaintop. Hey, look at me. Look what I did. That's just not how he rolls. And this is a dude that coached Von Miller to the first round, to Kayvon Thibodeau to the first round, and not Tyree Wilson to the first round. And if you get him in a private conversation, he will tell you about it. And and I think it, it it's just uh, – but what, what Tim DeRuiter and what Texas Tech's defense, but specifically Tim DeRuiter, have earned – and I think C.J. Ayu has got some of this – rubbing off of him too because he was also at Oregon uh, with Tim DeRuiter. So he can you can attach the Thibodeau um and 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 some things like that. And uh, in attendance uh last night, right? In Kansas yeah, City, yeah, I think. That that's correct. That's correct. Um so but what you what you have is you have a lot of uh street cred if you're Tim DeRuiter. And I think that is uh that is something that goes a long way on the recruiting trail. Um and I, I just uh yeah, I, I, I was wrong. I thought he was at Oregon. Like he was, he was at USC and all that stuff. So I can't, I can't, uh, you know, with CJIU, I can't attach uh, Kayvon Thibodeau there. But I think, see, what what Tim will tell you is that CJ does a phenomenal job with development and developing guys. And I think Tim wanted to make sure that CJIU got a ton of credit for like Tyree's situation uh, th- this past season. But uh, I just think when you're you know, they told Dylan Spencer, you know, whenever they're recruiting him, that the highly touted kid that was committed to Texas and, and all those things. I think they told him, we, you know, this is – I think that they they kind of got home with that conversation. He kind of got it based on and, – and Tyree hadn't uh, been anywhere near drafted yet. I think people knew that he, he was going to be. But so, you know, I think Joey's just trying to tell everybody, hey, look, if you want to rush the passer – you know, and 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 you've you've got big big dreams. Here's your guy. You know, right now, like we, here's the proof. And I think it's it's quite a feather in your hat, man. I mean, it really is uh, because those twitchy edge guys are some of the hardest guys to find, and there are very few of them that are elite. And everybody wants them. You know, so oh, yeah. You know, that's just kind of how it works. And and Tyree, I think you kind of turned him into that. Honestly, I don't know if he was always this. I think the measurables were were there, but I just think Tyree made a decision personally. I'm going to clean things up. I'm going to play hard. I'm going to get right. And then I think Tim put him in an unbelievable position to success. And then you have CJIU looking at him uh, day after day, and I just think they squeezed everything they could out of it, and uh, dreams come true. Yeah, the pterodactyl wingspan set him up for good (laughs) opportunity, but still had to go make it happen. And uh, obviously with the help of Coach DeRuiter and gang, uh, was able to do that to the tune of – a seventh round selection uh, in the first round of the draft. And yeah, man, if you're, 
you know, if you just could circle a, a position and say, hey, let's really go sell to these guys, uh, quarterback hunters, I'm all right with that. You, know, no you, you, yeah. you could be deep snapper you or something like that. <laughs> may not be quite as exciting. <laughs> and even with all due respect to some wide receiver you years, I wouldn't mind trying out defender you or edge rusher you <laughs> for a few years as well, man, because you were making some hay there. And yeah, as we talked about and some national outlets have to be reminded of, your most recent first round selection was not a Super Bowl winning quarterback. It was a linebacker in uh, Jordan Brooks. So a couple of defenders now in the first round. It really bothers me. I know you saw the same thing I did. Yeah. It's like, why does, you know, pick number 27 is in the first round. And, hey, man, Jordan Brooks had like 161 tackles last year. I think that may have led the NFL or was in the top five. But, you know, put some respect on his name, people. I mean, like, come on. I mean, it, it's not hard. I mean, he he's a phenomenal – he's a baller, man. Yeah. And he was phenomenal here. And – Yep. Yeah, and he, and, he, and he played at Texas Tech the entire time. Um, and anyway, I just uh, – yeah, that, that kind of stuff bothers me. Because there was there was clearly – there was very clearly this Texas Tech stigma attached to Tyree. And that that, that bugs me too. But th these are the kinds of, of things that you need to keep, you know, and, and it's people like around here that, that are in Lubbock and cover Texas Tech and all that. It's up to, uh, you know, kind of the, the total to kind of tell that. I mean – well, Chris, there, there are so many Texas Tech fans, I think, that haven't even kind of realized uh, over the last half decade, going back to Keith Patterson and into this new era with Tim DeRuiter, that the defense has been at the wheel. For better or worse, your defense has been the strongest aspect of your team, and not to suggest it was always pretty, and maybe that speaks very poorly of some offenses. I don't know. But it's been a defensively kind of dominated football conversation, again, for better or worse, Last handful of years, and some that are out there, you know, every day discussing tech sports on the internet, uh, haven't even quite come to grasp with that. So, I'm not saying it's like removed a stigma and all of a sudden you are defender you, but things have changed as far as the balance, I guess, or the scales to a degree. I know you've seen the same thing, yeah. I, I just, uh, I, I think again, you're, you're, you're fighting that perception from so many years, and, and again, to be fair, well earned perception of oh, just, yeah. <laughs> porous defense well I mean, it, even going back to to when Mahomes was here which wasn't too too long ago when you were just you were really really bad but uh <laughs> but but I I think I think Keith did a phenomenal job of changing the mindset um you know who's now the head coach at, at Abilene Christian into basically saying you matter here even though you play defense here, like you matter, like, and, and this, your side of the ball is going to matter. And, and I think that, you know, that you have to chip away at that. And it, that's not something that changes overnight. It's first of all, you have to have some success. That's why that, that we, we we've talked about it often, but that's why that bowl game in Memphis, because I, I think, uh, and, and, and I get it, Mississippi state was missing some guys, but I just think your defense just was front and center. And for 60 minutes, you, you just said, uh-uh, not, not tonight. And Tyree was right there. But, you know, Keith was, you know, with, with kind of tears in his eyes after that game, a really proud dad <laughs> of that group because it's like they had finally like come full circle. You know, and, you just went I nature mean, boy on me there with a tear in my eye. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. I didn't. I didn't intend to to do that, but uh, <laughs> but but it, he he was he was emotional. Hey, you, you 
you got guys like Colin Schooler and Rico Jeffers and yeah. Tyree Wilson. These guys are all playing professional football right now. Oh, yeah. Hey, and remember that time in the middle of that well-earned defensive stigma? Remember that time when you went and won like 11 games, beat the number one team in the country? Remember what you did that year? You played defense. Remember guys like Colby Whitlock? Remember McKinner Dixon, Brandon Williams? Remember? Remember? You remember? Yeah, so never a bad idea to maybe shore up what you're doing on the defensive side of the football and make an investment. And that's happened in some recent years with some payoff. Hopefully it continues to happen. We'll have plenty more on the next next wave. On the other side of completing this draft experience, we will get next week to some of those Red Raiders. Hey, Got an hey, early eye on as far as NFL prospects are concerned. And before we leave, I feel like we would both be remiss by not mentioning – a couple of things as it relates to as we go back to the beginning of this this whole conversation about the draft and Tyree. Yeah. The suit, well done, kid. I mean, you know, it, it, it was on point. It, he He's popping that thing open. There's a double T Ooh. right in there. So he's showing respect. I think a lot of people love the, you know, the, the sunglasses all, all, all bigger in Texas than in other states. Uh, so he, he kind of had that thing going. Um, and Yeah, then but I, I got to say with the glasses – uh, Eric Burkhardt missed a, a marketing opportunity. That's a billboard on that guy's face. You know, you maybe could have plastered Pedro. I thought he was with Rock Nation. I thought he. Oh, was is he? Z-Z's. I thought I saw Burkhardt on the couch with him. Oh no, I think I think uh, and, and not unless uh, Burkhardt now works for Rock Nation. Maybe that is. Uh, maybe I need, he was I just to, chilling. I need to. I need to follow up on that. But uh, I just thought, yeah, the look was was awesome because it's something you will all remember. You, you can either say it looks really, really cool or, hey, it looked like drapes, uh, you know, or, or the couch. <laughs> well, I don't did. know. Both of those things can be true, Chris. I, but I, I, I thought it was uh, I thought it was on point. And only he, you and I couldn't have pulled it off. Tyree nailed it. And the hug. Challenge or, accepted. Yeah, or, or the suplex, the bear hug that he gives Roger Goodell. I, I'd be willing to bet you that's maybe the only time Roger Goodell has been picked up off the ground in the draft uh, ever before. And I, I thought it was just on – it was on brand, man. That's who Tyree is. on brand. Yeah. He's not going to go up and, like, have this lengthy, you know, in-depth conversation with you. He's just going to go up and be like – smile real big and, like, pick you up off your feet and uh, lift you as high as he wants to, which is what he what he did with the NFL commissioner. And I thought people, people loved it. It was, like, on brand, man. It was awesome. I loved it. Yeah, and uh, shout out to Eric Burkhart, uh, co-head of Rock Nation's football division. There you go. Okay, see? As okay. of July 2022. Okay, a year ago. He's yeah, officing Texas right Tech next Red. to Beanie Siegel, I think. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, we're going to set that uh, to the side for just a moment. Wrap it up next with a phrase you've never heard before, ask level. A question you did, and we're getting to it. Dead ahead on Locked On Texas Tech. Thanks for joining us on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network. First listen every day if you're in that category. Muchas gracias. Prayer hands to you if you're listening on the podcast and not seeing it on YouTube. Thanks for being out there every day. Subscribe on YouTube if you haven't so far so you never miss an episode. Wrapping it up today, Chris, with something I could only bring to you as I am uh, perusing the YouTube comments as often as possible. Uh, for signs of intellect, brilliance, and wonder. And the bucket is full. So thank you all who are there daily in the YouTube comments as well. But a question like this 
you know, sometimes I can provide like a guess at an answer or a kind of elementary answer to these folks. And I don't even run this up the line to you. You know, I'm, I'm not bothering you with this kind of stuff. I know your time is precious. But something like this, I'm like, huh? I don't know. So I figured I'd do my man Frank Morgan a solid and bring the question to you. So feel free anytime. YouTube comments, lodge a complaint, lodge a question. Those are the options. <laughs> and we might just run them up the line to Chris Level. So we're doing this one for our guy Frank out there today who would like some verification, clarification on something, Chris. Uh, he says in part, it regards the obligation by the team to keep a transfer. Now, I think his question is in a basketball context. So if we need to separate football, basketball, or if some things are similar, you can let us know. But he says, regarding the obligation by the team to keep a transfer, previously all players got one-year scholarships renewable by the team each year. That way a coach could cut the team each year if he wanted just by not renewing the scholarship. Last August, the NCAA changed the rules for transfers, transfers only, not incoming freshmen. He says, the way I understand it, when a player transfers in, the school must honor the scholarship until the player graduates or transfers again. It's not just year to year any longer. In other words, if guys wanted to stay, they can, and Tech couldn't cut the scholarship. They have to honor it if the player wants. So he's basically asking for clarification or verification. Can you uh, let us know if he's on the right path, where he's going right, maybe where he's going wrong? Well, and, and if we even dig in a little deeper, he's specifically asking about uh, Demorion Williams and Kerwin Walton. Am I am I misunderstanding? Yeah. Or yeah, yeah, that that's kind of who you're you're hinting at. I mean, or, or you're describing their situations. How about that? Yes. Um, I, I I will say this. I think he's right on the rules. I, I think that is the intent. I think, uh, but I just I guess I have a hard time telling you that this is the rule and there's just no, you know, no gray area there at all because the <laughs> whole, the whole thing, yeah. I mean, and, and, and we're talking about this days after the athletic is sitting here written about Colorado football and a guy walking to the Deion Sanders's office and his position coach telling him, Hey man, you're going to get cut today, bud. You know, right. I mean, and 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 like, and, and it's it's like thirty seven of your friends are gonna it's gonna have the same fate. I mean, you know, and so <laughs> look, like we we Lord we, of the flies, man. <laughs> yeah, we, we and we talked about uh, we talked about the waiver part. You know, I, I just think look, in in some ways, Grant McCaslin. I need to be careful of how I word it. He may he may love that those two kids are, are going to stay here. He may he may feel, hey man, I'm stuck with these two. I, I really don't know wh which is true. I, I just I just refuse to believe though that if they if they don't want to be here, they they could go play somewhere else and be eligible immediately based on on the waiver process that we described uh, earlier. Based on yeah, how Mark Adams was was removed and, and and all that stuff. It was very public and and I think. Uh, there's just no way. I get what the way that the rule was intended. However, there there is there are exceptions. This would clearly be one. Uh, but they may have nowhere else to go. They may want to stay here. Uh, I don't know if if Grant would feel comfortable like forcing them out or you know. So there there's some different dynamics. But I do think as the letter of the law, the way the rule states, I think you are accurate. Okay, so I want to make that clear. Yeah. I just, 
I guess I just kind of roll my eyes a bit when you start talking about people following rules these days because there's so many exceptions. There's so much gray area. There, there's people that aren't following the rules. It's college sports, baby. Exactly. There's always I mean, the, gray area. Yeah. Hey, you're not supposed to talk to somebody before they get in the portal. That's tampering. Come on, man. Well, I mean, you know, Chris, I mean, it's kind of like just making a situation so untenable that you're kind of forced into making a decision, but then the person that made the situation untenable can say, well, I never made them make that call. <laughs> right. Canada. So I think the ways, but it is kind of interesting that that change took place. And I'm not even sure how I feel about it. I, I don't know that I like it all that much because I, I, I don't mind some year to year accountability as far as, Hey, are you living up to your end of the bargain? Or we live it up to our, you know, I, I don't, I don't just assume it's all like really callous, like, oh, this is a great guy and he's getting a great education and damn it, he's trying really hard, but we want to get rid of him, get rid of him, get rid of him. I don't assume they're all like that. I mean, I, there may be some, but you know, I don't know that I minded year to year. What, what do you think about the change or just a more of a commitment possibly? By I, you know, I, I would say that, um, you know, you 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 kind of lightly follow the NBA like I do, and and we all we all know that around July one or July fourth, you know, there's a sweet spot there whenever free agency opens up, and there's this forty eight hour window whenever right before the the you know free agency opens up, and you kind of start to hear rumblings of deals, and then you start to see contracts agreed to and trades consummated, and all these different things for, for the next two days. And if you're kind of even pay attention to the NBA or you have a favorite team, you're kind of glued in. How much cap space do I got? All this stuff. My opinion is, is that, and I've seen people suggest this, and I, I think this is the point, and I think this is what you were, you were kind of talking about. You like the movement. I kind of wish college basketball would embrace it because there's a lot of pushback on this from the public. Oh, this is crazy. Everybody's switching it up. In some ways, I think if you embrace it as a sport and if and if you could ever figure out how to kind of get your arms around trying to cover all of it because it, it is it's massive player yeah. movement, massive. And it's it's not concentrated into a into a short time frame. It's a, it's a bit more spread out. But if they could ever figure out that part of it um and and then figure out a way to market it or pitch it or kind of embrace <laughs> that part. I think it would be because, I mean, look, look at what we're dealing with, with the NFL draft on TV for the next three days. There are, I think estimates that 600,000 people will attend that NFL draft. 10 million plus will watch it. <laughs> yeah. Um, it. It makes the NFL, a good, you know, I, I think they're, they're talking about it makes downtown Kansas city like somewhere between a hundred and $150 million off of the three days, you know, it, it, it pumps that much money into their economy. So, and I'm not ever saying you could have something like that with like the, the, the college sure. basketball part of it. But if you, if you could figure out a way to embrace the movement and, <laughs> and, you know, and all that stuff, I, I think there's a, you know, it, it, it could be kind of fun in some ways. It's just, but it's outside the box. It's not the way it's gone. <laughs> and so people are like, I hate it. I don't like it. I know. I knew where you were going with that. And I was thinking this is the most <laughs> diabolical scheme of all. Oh, you think we're going to rein it in? Hell no. We're going to market it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. That That's, yeah. you know, that's. Uh, you're right. Yeah. So. I don't know if you're right. I can just say you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Enjoyed the entire week with you. All the insight. Appreciate the time as always. And looking forward to getting back after it. 
uh, coming up on Monday. Chris, uh, thanks again, and have a great weekend. Cowan, you are the best, my man. Enjoyed it. Uh, keep hope alive, everybody. Have a good weekend. Stay out of that uh, West Texas win uh, on this lovely Friday. It's a bit brisk out it's there. A bit brisk. Yes, yes. Well, hopefully, some more Red Raiders get uh, get picked over the weekend, and we'll uh, we'll talk to you early next week. Yeah, and uh, best of luck to your uh, respective NFL loyalties that they get better and not worse because some will do uh, some of either this weekend. There's no question about that, and be sure to check out. Uh, any of our many quality locked on NFL broadcasts, Cowboys, Texans, that could be an interesting episode if I'm a locked on Texans host <laughs> coming up on the other side. So check in there or with any of your other favorites uh, on the Locked On Podcast Network. A lot of great options out there. For Chris Level, I'm Casey Cowan. Hope you all have a great weekend. Thank you for joining us once again, and we'll see you for the next round on Locked On Texas Tech.